It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, and Bill. And welcome to this episode of the Industry Insider Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me are some wonderful people we'll get to in just a few minutes. But before we do, I want to thank our sponsor in Bay State. As we talked about before, they have a vast array of products, but they really are the go-to for two of the largest categories in the promotional products world, and that's healthcare and kitchen. Many of you don't know, but they offer full-color imprint on many of their products, and they have a new quarterly Incredible Sayings flyer out right now, and it's available now through June. And the products on the flyer, and this is my favorite part about it, the products on those flyers are always based, uh, priced lower than EQP. That's a deal you can't pass up. Now, you can pass those savings along to your end-user client, or you might want to just pocket some of that extra profit for yourself and take Donnie on a nice ice cream trip this summer. So... Go to BayState.com, get those product specials. Again, that price is lower than EQP, and you can't beat that as somebody throws something across the room. Mr. McFadden. um, I am, like I said, I'm Bill Petrie. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm president of Promo Corner, and the idea behind this podcast is that we take one topic and kind of dissect it from every angle of the industry. So I am, as I'm president of Promo Corner, I am the service provider. I'm the token service provider person on this podcast. With me is also Stephen McFadden, CAS. He is president of Perfect Promotions and More, so he plays the role of the distributor. You can say something now, Stephen. I'm doing phenomenal. Thank you for having me. <laughs> didn't didn't ask, but glad you're here. Okay, would you please stop throwing things? Um, Jeff Franklin is the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. He plays the role of the supplier on this fine broadcast. Jeff, how are you today? Personally, I'm just glad that you didn't forget to introduce yourself, Bill. I mean, because, you know, over the last couple of weeks, you've, you've sort of just, like, forgotten to plug yourself. You know, I know you're trying to take a back seat and all, but come on now, you're kind of you're kind of important. Oh, I'm just the driver of the bus. You guys are the passengers and telling me where to go. It's the and short the bus, bus, though, right? Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. And I think we talked about in the first few episodes of this podcast that we had a empty fourth chair, and that was intentional because we know that there is a female perspective that we were not highlighting. And I'm delighted to tell you that we have that seat filled for these few episodes with the lovely and talented Meg Erber, who is the outside sales manager for SNS Activewear. So I get to be lovely and talented this time. You do. <laughs> you do. Now, as I said at the top of the show, this is one of my I, – I, we take one topic, we dissect it from every aspect, and I love this topic because I always joke that our industry is founded upon complete paranoia and mild alcoholism. And so our topic today is communicating and collaborating with the competition. Do you do it? Why do you do it? Why don't you do it? And in the words of Jeff Franklin, and I can't remember if he said, let's exercise the ferret, let's groom the dog, or let's skin the cat, we are going to start this podcast <laughs> episode. Thank you, Jeff, for those great turns of phrase. I think we all can agree that this industry is full of paranoid people. Now we're just putting other words in my mouth. This is great. I love it. Let's and do even it. That's a pet owner is paranoid yeah. now for Jeff. That's right. So. No, but there, there is a general paranoia in our industry about, um, you know, I do things my way and I don't want to share that with the competition and I sure would never think about collaborating with them. 
I want to just kind of start off there and talk about do you guys communicate? I know you communicate with, but do you collaborate with? Because those are two different things. Let's start with you, Stephen, from the perspective of the distributor. Do you collaborate and communicate with who would be deemed your traditional competition? Yeah, we do. Um, you know, I, I the the whole communication communicating with the uh, competition, I think, is necessity for growth in a lot of ways. You know, there's the uh, there's always someone that's done it differently or better than you, or you know, just more creatively or has you know different best practices that you can learn from. So I think that's that's a necessity um, in the industry if you want to grow or you know have questions um, about your company or about your practices. Uh, the other thing though too, you know, I was in a, a Comiskey session a few years ago and they were talking about you know what is your secret sauce, and basically boil it down to your secret sauce is probably everybody else's secret sauce you know that you're not that unique in in a lot of ways but you know no one can be you know exactly you and um what i kind of took a lot from that and in the sense of you know there's a lot of people that have a lot of great connections and are seeing a lot of things so i use my competition a lot of times as my secret sauce because i communicate so much with people all across the country that do things Mm -hmm. differently and have you know cool clients like i've talked to gal who does stuff for SpaceX and some people that do stuff for Google and just really fun, unique clients. And I'm like, you know, what are they doing? You know, like what, what types of fun projects are are you getting to these days with these really cool brands? You know, and then I can go back to my clients in completely unrelated industries on the other side of the country. And that helps me, you know, I can, I can have some, some cool insight onto, on, you know, trends and things like that. So, well, I think, but I, I would, push back a little bit I think your perspective is a very progressive one given our industry to be honest with you I mean I think it's great don't get me wrong I think it's awesome but I'd say the industry as a whole is still very paranoid about any sort of contact with what they would look at their competition Jeff what do you think yeah, one hundred percent we we both communicate and collaborate with other Good. suppliers uh, in the industry okay Boy, that was thank you for giving so much <laughs> color. I mean, it was yeah, Q, it was Q and A, right? You asked a question, I answered it. I mean, you know, <laughs> well, we, it, we do. Like, so as far as you know, just communicating. Give an uh, example. Oh, an example. Yeah. Hmm. Jeff, you and uh, I are actually competitors in a way. We both sell headwear. Not in the octagon, we're not. No, no. Whoa. No, not in the octagon, we're not. <laughs> I would lose that match just so no. you guys know. I'm not. I'm not. You know, presuming any dominance here. Um, <clears throat> no. So. Yeah, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, talking, I think every single supplier, for the most part, talks to each other. We're, we're all on, you know, we just talked about, you know, in the last episode about trade shows. You know, we're all, uh, we're, we're road buddies, so to speak. You know, we, mm-hmm. we go out, we hang out, we see each other all the time. It's sort of the only thing that keeps us somewhat sane throughout that whole process is, uh, you know, at least we're on the road with, with people that we, we like and uh, and talk to and hang out and whatever. So uh, I think most uh, suppliers do at least. As far as collaborating, I know you know there are wholesalers out there uh, that we particularly you know sell our so sell some of our product through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's that's an example for what you. What about okay? So let me ask this because I, I don't think I'm asking the right question. So I'll take 100% responsibility here. Meg, what do you think about from the distributor side? Do you see much other than people like Stephen? Because there are always outliers. I really I need somebody to either validate my opinion or tell me I'm wrong. But don't you think that most distributors don't want any sort of contact with their competition? They they certainly wouldn't collaborate. Or am I wrong in that assumption? <sighs> Man, this is a tough question because it's both. It is 100% both. You have it both far ends of the spectrum. 
So on the end where people do not want to collaborate and they do not want any, they don't even want to go to end user shows because they don't want people poaching their customers. But that's just paranoia. There's enough business in this industry for everybody. You know, and it comes down to just differentiating yourself from your competition. A lot of us sell the same stuff. It comes down to an industry of people buying from people who they trust and who they like. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I am really good friends with my competition. Uh, Jeff from Delta, uh, Sin, uh, Candy from Sanmar. We talk all the time, mm -hmm. mostly about customers <laughs> or projects. But um, no, we, you know, we're constantly like, hey, especially with the price increases, the tariffs, the cotton price is going up. Like we are constantly dealing with the same problem. So if we can all attack it together, maybe one of us can come up with a better idea. And again, I'm, at, I'm speaking out of my pay grade too. I'm just a you know outside sales manager. But with that being said, I keep all I keep my my friends close and I keep my competitors closer. Okay, but do you see? Uh, how about on the distributor side? Do you see a lot of collaboration on that side? Yes, and I think um, someone who's done a fantastic job of doing that is Mark Graham from Right Sleeve. I mean, mm -hmm. he I think he really broke through that mold of everyone stays in their own little bubble because he is a distributor and he's offering a service, CommonSkew, to other distributors, and I. You know, someone reached out to me like, hey, I need a printer in Canada. And like the first person I thought of was Mark Graham. And the, the first thing the guy said was, oh, he's a distributor. I'm like, yeah, but it's Mark Graham. Like he can take that hat off and help you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not just he's going to help you find a printer. He, it, he can definitely mentor you and, and put you in, in touch with the right people. So, yes, I still see it a lot. But there are big distributors who are, in fact, trying to get rid of that stigma of you have to be paranoid. People are going to steal your business. I, you know what? I do not envy distributors because the last thing I ever want to do is deal with an end user again. Like it's tough. Right. It is tough. So I definitely don't want to steal somebody else's end users. No. So I might have to rethink my I'll, opening I'll validate. I'll validate your opinion, Bill. Well, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I was hoping somebody would or else this would be a six-minute podcast. Yeah. Well, we're already at nine minutes, so. Well, I can't count. I went to Texas A&M. <laughs> Continue. No, I was just going to say, like, uh, I, I don't know if you were going somewhere else with the comment you were about to say. So if you are, then stop me now and I'll come back to it. Um, right, cool. I, I don't know what you're going to say. Right, well, <laughs> no, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I validate your viewpoint of a lot of distributors not collaborating. I think there are probably some good examples out there like Me uh, Meg just mentioned. But I yep. think for the most part, I mean, there's 27,000 distributors. We can't mm -hmm. mention three and think everybody does. Right. right. Um, you know, so I think the large majority are incredibly scared of, uh, you know, collaborating or, you know, mentioning anything to anybody else because it's cutthroat. You know, most corporate, mm -hmm. you know, most corporate um, industries are cutthroat. And I think that uh, a lot of people are scared of that. So yeah. uh, your your point is valid. Bill well, I, I appreciate say, that. And I would say one thing that's kind of changing a lot of this is the the open forum like discussions that you know platforms like CommonSkew and other major buying groups they have discussion boards and there's Facebook groups that have oh, are yeah. made up of distributors the promotional and, product <laughs> professionals group. Oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it's, like uh, it, go to place, I guess, to find for stuff sure. out. Yeah. yeah. So, well, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. I was just to say before those existed, I mean the the way you would inter interact with your competition would be a little more personal. You know, it'd right. be in your front door, you know, in or you know, or on the phone or you know, you'd have to actually take time away from your job to, to do it as opposed to you can do it 
on the whim, you know, and so I don't well, know. I, I guess what I see a lot of, like, we, you guys brought up my favorite page on the internet, which is the Promotional Products Professionals page on Facebook. Without that, Kirby and I would not have the unscripted podcast. I'm convinced of it. But you, you know, it always makes me laugh, and I use this example all the time, but someone will post a writing instrument that they're looking for, and they will very carefully or not so carefully use Microsoft Paint and block out the logo say, that is yeah. on the pen. Yeah. And, and, and I always think, so seriously, if I'm another distributor and I found out you sell to State Farm, all of a sudden I'm going to steal your business. If that, if you're that worried about it, you never had the business in the first place. So that's where I think my perspective, the whole mindset of, man, I don't want the competition to know me. I want them to help me, but I don't want them to know that I actually sell to a large insurance company based in Illinois. That's the stuff that drives me completely bananas because I do think I, I see a lot of collaboration and certainly a lot of communication on the supplier side. I think I think it's you, Jeff, who, who said it best. You know, you guys are all traveling together at the same shows, so it is kind of your support system to keep you sane. It that is. is an incredibly it's difficult job, yeah. right? It's our family mm-hmm. on the road. Honestly, you go months and then you see them and you're like, ah. Oh. God, I have friends. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I see that communication and collaboration. I don't see on the supplier side. I don't see it on the distributor side. Yes, they're the outliers. There's your Mark Graham's of the world. There's your Danny Rosen's of the mm-hmm. world. Um, there's your Tom Gozes of the world, the people who do collaborate and do communicate because they know that, you know, uh, rising tide raises all ships. But I'd say the vast majority still on the distributor side are very, very happy to sit in their garage or sit in their office and just close out the entire world unless until they need them. I mean, where I see it the most on the distributor side is within the buying groups. You look at, you know, we'd mentioned Legacy before. You look at I Promote You or those guys. When you when you get together or when you see those groups get together, you know, it is the same way, I think, for the suppliers. You know, oh, it's it's old friends. You know, they see a couple, you know, see each other a couple times throughout the year, national sales meetings or, you know, whatever it might be. But, you know, when they get together again, it's like, oh, I forgot, you know, like, like mix it. I, oh, I have friends. It's so great to, you know, to see everybody again, you mm-hmm. know. So that's the only place where really where I see that being done a lot and very well. Mm-hmm. I do think there is a difference between the relationships of the distributors as opposed to the suppliers, though. I mean, I, I think that it's it's a given that, you know, the, the market share that distributors are sharing with the s- suppliers is spread out. Like, it's not... Oh, you, oh, you do business with, with Perfect Promotions. They've never used us before, you know, as opposed to, yeah, they do this much with us as opposed to they do this much with you. So, like, there's a spread of market share a lot of with a lot of companies. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if that's the case, but it seems seems to be more the case, whereas one client of mine is only going to have one marketing agency that they work with or one promotional distributor they work with mm-hmm. as opposed to I do some with this company and some with this company and some with another company. So I guess the dynamic is different, um, which would probably lend itself right. to being uh, so more collaboration and less yeah, collaboration. Is that, is that really what you think? Because I disagree. I, so I'm, do I. You, you think Go so? ahead, Jeff. Why do you disagree? Well, I mean, it's a $23 billion business. You have sure. you, you don't have 100% of any one end user's business. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Well, you I, don't. Would, I would think if there's the smaller they are the more likelihood is that's that's incorrect i think that's when you when you're dealing with small companies dealing with small clients 
that you you could have 100% of a small business. Well, I mean, as you get into Google's, then you're absolutely correct. I don't think you're going to have 100% of Google. I'll let Meg Uh, back this statement out because we both came from the distributor side and went to the supplier side. And I will tell you the biggest shock to me when I left the distributor side and went to the supplier side was how much of the business of my clients I was seeing come in from other uh, distributors. And I thought I had 100% of that business. I promise you I did. Nailed it. And it's just unbelievable how much more spend is out there. And that's why I, I actually don't feel sorry for distributors that think they can't grow their business because it is insane sure. how much business is out there and how much spend is out there all you have to do is put in you know an, just one little pinch of effort and you can get a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of business it's crazy yeah it definitely is and i couldn't agree with you more and this is where i'd push back with steven even a little bit more excuse me sure is the um the fact that you have a set group of people who are buying from suppliers, um, they suppliers collaborate all the time, and it doesn't prevent a distributor from going one supplier or the other that has similar products. So Absolutely. I just don't I just don't see that fear and paranoia on the supplier side like I do on the distributor side. So what do we do? Because you have groups like Common Skew, who I think have done a really nice job building a community of of distrib- suppliers and distributors, but I'm speaking specifically of distributors here. They've done a really wonderful job in creating a tribe of like-minded people who are very open, who are very sharing. And this is where I think maybe, Stephen, your perspective may be skewed a little bit because you're so ingrained in the Comiskey community, and that's a good thing. But I don't think you're seeing the entire the entirety of the paranoia that I'm seeing out there. Um, how do we encourage more of that in the industry? And I'll throw that to uh, Meg. Uh, Sorry about that, guys. I had to mute it for a second. Um, that's okay. <clears throat> Sorry. The maids are here. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm like hiding <laughs> under my desk. Um, what was give me the, What was the last part of that question one more time? So sorry. I have no idea. I okay. don't listen to anything I say after I say it. Um, I, I really don't. I think I said something along the lines of how do we foster more collaboration and communication between distributors? Hmm. I, I think it's just you got to keep doing what we're doing, man. With the, what Common Skew is doing is fantastic, and it's being more open. and And I think the networking. I like. I also think that the regional associations do a really good job of putting together mentoring programs for like-minded individuals for distributors as well. So mm-hmm. you know, whenever I meet a new distributor that's brand new to this industry, I, the first thing I do is recommend joining the regional association, finding mm-hmm. out who their peers are, learning from your peers. You know, developing the relationships with your local um, supplier reps and and then, you know, like latch on to one and like become their friend. You know, the suppliers want that business. If you're going to bring it in, they definitely want to learn more about you and have them recommend other people that are, are like you, like mm-hmm. your distributorship, like you're, you know, purchasing the way you're doing things. And that way you guys can kind of become friends in this industry. I, I see a lot of distributors who, yes, they are paranoid, but there's also ones that find solstice in the fact that they have, okay, this, this lady's also printing t-shirts in her basement. Oh, and so is she, the three of us, we're going to be, you know, a team, even though we're competitors, we're friends and we're, if I can't do the job, I'm going to send it to her. So I think finding the like-minded individuals that, that are, I guess like-minded is really the word I'm going to keep coming back to without repeating myself. Cause obviously if, if I do jujitsu and the other guys like, I like to be in the Peace Corps. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be cool together. Right. We're not gonna. We're not gonna vibe. So, 
Well, and I think you make a great point. I mean, it's exactly what we were talking about two, a few seconds ago, what, what Common Skew has done building a tribe of like-minded people who are very open and very collaborative. That's just their nature. Jeff, what do you, uh, anything you want to say before we close this out with Mr. McFadden? Yeah, I mean, I would just say that you got to have a little bit more confidence in what you're doing for your, you know, as, as your or what yes. value you're bringing to the table, because obviously that's what makes you different. I think everybody that is scared in this industry about, you know, you know, oh, I got my one guy, you know, like, I don't, don't, don't get my one guy. He's a secret. Right. Um, you know, I, it's not that because I mean, if you found them, I guarantee you, I mean, there's just in the state of Maryland, Maryland's a small state, right? So mm-hmm. there's like 600 distributors in the state of Maryland. Right ridiculous there's 27,000 distributorships in this in this country so I guarantee you there's more than one person knocking on that door and although you may feel like you have the large majority of the business you just have to understand that like and this is an attack on Steven so please don't take it that way so because you know you're the representative of the distributor and I think there's a lot of distributors that probably feel that way and it's it's just not I mean that's the like I said the biggest eye-opener to me when I came from the distributor side uh, to the supplier side was just how much more spend was actually out there and how much more business I could have gotten. Yeah. Um, right. If you had just thought like that guy did, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a matter of like, you know, just being confident in what you have and the value that you bring to the table. Yeah, no, I agree. Steven, anything else you want to add before we button this up? Yeah. The the only other thing I would, you know, question, and this isn't to be rude or anything, but you know, the, there's upper, you know, there's, there's definitely platforms out there, whether it be Comiskey, whether it be Facebook, whether you know, there's a, a hundred other ways you could collaborate and communicate with people to make yourself better. But to encourage, you know, to say, what do we need to do to encourage more people to do that? I mean, there's platforms out there that exist. Like if they don't want to do it, they don't have to do it. You know, like I, I don't have a problem with letting people hide in the shell and stay there. I know it sounds mm-hmm. bad, but it's just like if they don't want the help, you know, I'll give anybody help if they have a question for us mm-hmm. or hurt me and, and do it. But I, I can't seek out people that don't want it and try to give it to them, you know. And that's, it, you know, I think there's just going to be whether it's generational, whether it's uh, just different different types of things that kind of play into the new mindset of collaborating. There's going to be lots of people that don't want to do it, and you just have to let them. They'll eventually go away. Like I mean, I don't, not being mean about it, but it's not something that's required. I just think it makes you better. So it's yeah. just, yep. you know, you keep saying you're not going to be mean about it. And then you just become mean about it. Yeah. Which, I guess know, I kind do. Of tends to undermine your credibility. I'm kind to animals though. So yeah, you don't want to talk to me. Fine. You're just going to go out of business. It's okay. I think, I think my favorite thing that was said, <laughs> I think that my favorite thing that was said besides skin, the cat was what Jeff said about the confidence we have in this industry kind of an inferiority complex and unfortunately that filters down to individual distributors where they are worried that if someone knows I am selling to company X, one of my competitors is going to steal my business. And, and that's a real shame. Um, I think it's why there's so much silliness on the promotional products Facebook page and so on and so forth. So I think if, if I, my suggestion to, to everybody would have some confidence and you can learn so much from your quote-unquote competitors there everybody said on this podcast there is so much business out there i'm telling you you can learn a lot from how other people go to market how their processes and procedures internally how they hire how they fire it really makes a big difference in terms of how you approach your individual business so i i think it was a great spirited discussion love to hear what are 
audience thinks of this. How do we encourage more collaboration between not only individuals but organizations? I think you're seeing it a lot on the supplier side, not nearly as much on the distributor or service provider side, although I think that's changing as well. But what's not changing is the fact that Bay State Specialty has a fabulous, fabulous new quarterly incredible savings flyer, and it's out now through June. The products on that flyer, they're always priced lower than EQP, and that is a deal you really shouldn't pass up. So go to baystate.com for those product specials. Again, it's lower than EQP. Pocket the extra money for yourself, pass it along to your uh, uh, end user client or somehow split the difference either way you all come out a winner and i'd like to thank the winners on this podcast that'd be jeff franklin Stephen mcfadden cas and meg erber <laughs> thank you guys very very much and we'll have to do this again soon Sounds thanks good. bill Great. appreciate it Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.